Welcome to Wake Up with Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, your source for helpful information, advice, and tips to live your life in a mindful way in this increasingly chaotic world. For over four decades, Dr. Douglas has been teaching people how to develop their intuition and live their lives in a conscious way. His news and views of the world tomorrow today are always informative and revealing. To learn more about Dr. Douglas, be sure to visit his website, douglasjamescottrell.com, where you can download self-help exercises you can do right in the comfort of your own home. And now here's your host, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell. Hi, this is Douglas James Cottrell speaking. Welcome to The Wake Up. Uh, I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Les Hubert. And tonight we're talking about spiritual time traveling. Hi, Doug. Uh, you know, I remember some time ago we were discussing uh, the great Eric Casey. And in one of his dissertations, he mentioned a lifetime uh, experience that this man had had. And I forget the exact date that he gave, but when he asked, this man asked Edgar Casey, uh, oh, when did this take place? Believing that he would be saying, you know, sometime in the past. He said, oh, sometime in the future. And the man was flabbergasted. And that was the first time he ever came across, you know, the possibility of, of future lives. How does this make sense to us in the idea of reincarnation? How does this all come together? I mean, can we spiritually time travel into the future? Okay. So let's... Um... I go back to again that the soul is immortal that the soul has its own consciousness and that it lives in a dimension in which there is no time no time i call that place the ever-present moment where time can go by in the world really fast almost without memory have you ever less been walking along a beach or know somebody who's walked along a beach and all of a sudden they wake up and they realize that they've been walking a long distance along the beach and they can look back and see their footprints in the sand and they've walked, I guess, maybe um, close to a mile or more than a kilometer and they realize they have no memory of the walk along the beach. Or perhaps you've been driving the car and all of a sudden you realize you're somewhere that you don't know how you got there. You don't remember the passing of time. You don't remember the, the dwellings going by. You just wake up and you say, oh my God, I've been asleep while I've been driving. Not really. You've entered into that twilight zone, so to speak, that I call the ever-present moment. So if there is this understanding of time in the physical world, you know, the clock keeps ticking and it's linear, one hour, two hours, three hours. But in the spiritual dimension, there simply is no clock, no time, no reference point then how can we tell what time it is if there's no reference to any points? Okay, you know, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, et cetera. Then I used to describe reincarnation as having many videotapes on a shelf. I then changed it to having many CDs on a shelf. 
And I guess now we can change it to saying have a several YouTube videos on the internet. Let's say you have a YouTube video or a video of yourself when you're five years old, six years old, seven years old, eight years old, nine years old, 10 years old. Then you have another one when you're 15 years old. And another video is taken when you're 20 years old. And it goes on to 30, 40, or 50, etc. There they are. They're all on the internet, or the CDs are on the shelf, or the videos are on the shelf, or the books are on the shelf. Each of those, let's stick with the YouTube videos, each of those videos has a part of your life being played over and over and over and over again. So at any time when you look back, you can pull out that YouTube video and see yourself when you were five or 15 or 25, right? And you can see it anytime you want. You wanna go back to when you're 25, back to when you were 10, you can move around in time, so to speak, by going back and forth with these videos. But let's fast forward and say, you're in the ever present moment. There is no time. All of your lifetimes have been lived in the ever present moment, have they not? So in the ever present moment, there is no linear order of your lifetimes because they don't relate in time. There is no time. So you live all your lives, have lived all your lives. Your lives have, from the beginning to the end, been lived. But in each of those lifetimes, you don't know about the previous lifetimes or the future lifetimes. In other words, you're sitting there and you don't know that you have YouTube videos of your previous times in your life, and you don't know that you have events in the future times of your life or lives. So in a finite way, in a simplistic way, in summary, when you are in the ever-present moment, all of your lives have been lived. And you can go back and look at these different lifetimes backward and forward. And this, I think, is what the great Edgar Casey was referring to when he spoke to a man about a future lifetime. He was viewing a lifetime out of sequence, perhaps, in the future of this man having some existence that he described it to the man because it was in the ever-present moment. Now, prophecy and future seeing or gazing happens all the time. We have many people, including myself, my mentor, Ross Peterson, uh, the great Edgar Casey, uh, Paul Solomon, and many, many others, Nostradamus, and of course, many people who are not in the public eye having seen the future and the future has evolved, which means that the future can be perceived, which means are you perceiving something that is going to happen 
Are you seeing something that is happening at the time you're perceiving it? Or are you just looking at something in the future, sort of uh, like a YouTube video playing for you? Okay. I can see our followers who are in the wake up going, shaking their head and going, oh, I got a headache. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so confusing. But think of it as, as it is in modern times where you have a series of YouTube videos throughout your lifetime. And you can go back and forward looking at those events in your life because they're all playing simultaneously on YouTube. Of course, you've had to live the life from the start to where you are now in order to put those videos on YouTube. But again, if you take out the concept of time, then all those videos are playing at the same time. All that part of your life is playing at the same time. And then if you step it up and you say, all my lifetimes are playing the same time, then I can select to go back and view one of those in the past. And now that we're talking about this, you can go to the future and view a future lifetime. I know it's a little hard to get your head around that, my friends, but the concept of time has to be extracted so you, you can do this. And I like to call that place the ever-present moment. Okay, uh, hold that thought, Doug, and we'll be right back after this brief message. You think about you and your family's health every minute, every day, not just when sick. We believe healthcare should bring results and rejuvenate the body. That's why Dr. Douglas James Cottrell compiled some of his best tips from his readings into a book, The Complete New Age Health Guide, Volume 1. From nutrition, anti-aging and skincare to serious disorders and diseases like autism, PTSD and cancer. Find out more at douglasjamescottrellstore.com or buy a copy on Amazon today. And we're back with Doug and Les. Doug, I remember reading some time ago, there was a situation, I believe it took place in the countryside in England. And there was a young couple, they were originally from the United States, and their dream was to own an English pub. And they were wonderstruck when they finally had the ability to do so. And they gratefully took possession. And suddenly one day, the wife comes running up from the basement, white as a ghost, and she's in shock. And her husband said, honey, what's wrong? And she said, you need to go down into the basement now. There's somebody down there. There are Romans down there. And he went, what? And she said, there are Roman soldiers, centurions down there. So he immediately said, you're either out of your mind or I have to go down and check this out. Anyway, when he was interviewed later, he saw something very interesting, which he could not explain. He said, I went down there and he said, I could see plain as day, Roman soldiers dressed in period garb, speaking Latin, as they did in ancient Rome. And he said, the weirdest part was, he said, they, they were acting as if they were relaxing. They had mugs of mead or grog or whatever. But he said, I could only see them from the knees up. And he couldn't explain this until finally he did some research. And he found out that it, this was an ancient pub that was used by the Romans in ancient Roman times when they did inhabit uh, England. And at the time, the floor had been lowered to the point where, in their day, they were not buried from the, <laughs> from the knees down. 
Was this a situation of a time warp or a wormhole, so to speak, where he was looking into the past or were these trapped souls somehow? Well, in such viewings as that, my experience has been to say that this was not a haunting. This was not discarnate entities uh, sort of hanging out at their old watering hole kind of thing. This was a reflection back in time in the exact same location that a pub had been established at the time that the Roman soldiers were hanging out at their favorite watering hole. Okay, they were enjoying themselves. And the idea that that had been a pub continuously, continuously would be a point, let's call it marked in time, that the same consciousness, the same activities were being carried out over and over in time. And for whatever reason that his wife went down and observed this and did not disturb the the uh, Roman uh, call them entities, okay, from uh, the Roman appearances, apparitions, perhaps is a better word. They did not, dis she did not disturb them, it means they were carrying on as if they were there. So, in that essence, they weren't earthbound, they weren't mischievous entities like poltergeists or, or hauntings from souls that used to own the, the pub and didn't want to leave. It was a reflection of a past time. In other words, she was looking back as, as he was as well, looking back at a reflection in time, a, let's call it a ripple of time. And for that one and only time, they were able to see clearly what was going on on that particular day in ancient times, which again was sort of like a ripple in time. So I don't think it was any more than that, that they were able to perceive these beings in the past. And remember the wife observed them first. She came up, reported to her husband. He went back down and he observed. That meant that several minutes were going by while this was happening. And these Roman apparitions didn't flinch, didn't acknowledge that these, the new owners, the man and the woman were there. They were just carrying on. So in that essence of event, that experience, to me, from my experience and my interpretation of it, is that they were viewing a ripple of time, something about that place, sort of like a, I guess, a merging of two dimensions. They were able to, to perceive through their present dimension into that previous time. Now, the thought occurs to me, I wonder if they were the two Roman soldiers that were having the cup of grog back then, who are now the co-owners of this tub, this pub rather, in the present time. And that's yeah, that why they a... felt that they had to go there and buy that one in the first place. It was their old watering hole. They loved it. And they went back and then they saw themselves there. And that might have been why the ripple in time occurred because they were actually viewing themselves. Only she was a Roman soldier, his body in arms, so to speak, and now his wife or vice versa. Yeah, that's true. Matter of fact, he did mention that they did not interact with the soldiers at all. Uh, the soldiers made no, no notice of them. Uh, it was as if they were carrying on as if they were back in their day. 
uh, you know, drinking their meat. Um, it's interesting. Years ago, you, you I remember hearing uh, a reading, I remember remembering a reading rather that you did for me, and it was about uh, Atlanteans. And you said that they had the ability to not only space travel, but also time travel. Do they do this via the spiritual realms or in some other manner? Well, again, time is relative, is it not? Time is selective. Your time is different than my time, but here we are in the same time. But your perception of time is not mine. And so being able to say with a time warping, well, can time travel occur? We're told by Einstein and others that if you go faster than the speed of light, then you're actually going back in time. Well, maybe you're going forward in time. I don't know. Nobody knows because we haven't achieved that, at least in our values or our understanding. So the idea is that could they, having mastered the great powers of gravity and anti-gravity, the ability to control the planet's weather, they control the, the planet in all those unseen um, energy forces that we have only glimpses of today. And I'm referring to magnetism, static electricity. You know, do we understand what that is? What, what the combination of static electricity and, and uh, magnetism or even gravity is? There's great controversy even now that gravity is a push or a pull. I was told as a child that gravity pulled us to the earth. We fell to the earth. And someone else recently came along in the last decade or so and said, no, 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 gravity is a push. It pushes everybody down on the planet. And that kind of made sense to me because as a kid, I kept wondering, like, why does the atmosphere just keep on going out into space? Well, if gravity's pushing on the atmosphere, it keeps it around the planet. However, back to the question, if we uh, understand these forces that are near us by example, static electricity, gravity, magnetism, we see them and observe them every day, but we really don't know what they are. I mean, people tell us what they are, scientists can explain it, but is it really the truth? And what happens when they all come together? So the bottom line on that one is, can they time travel? I don't see why not. I don't see why there wouldn't be some force where there could be a movement from a standing stop to a full speed in, in a craft that was moving through the air or water if there was no time. Maybe that's it. Maybe there's time warping. Maybe, as we know, we've been taught that light bends as it goes through the universe. So all those things are hypothetical, my personal opinion, perhaps. But from my experience that I would gather from doing such research for 40 years or so, is that I can't really say definitively what it is, but it's totally possible. So in, if I were to meditate, and it, uh, I would then theoretically be able to view all of my my lives simultaneously. Is that true? I'd say it's possible, it's probable, but unlikely. 
You'd so, have to have a great consciousness to be able to do that, great experience to be able so it, to view your lifetimes. But there was a physician in uh, Port Huron, Michigan, who told me that he was able to see his lifetimes in order. And he would go back and change a lifetime here that would change the other lifetimes there. So that was the first experience I ever had of multiple lifetimes coexisting at the same time. When this man reported to me that he was a very um, important, well-known physician, that he was able to go and change one lifetime in the queue of all the lifetimes. And when he changed that one thing, all the lifetimes changed, which makes sense, <laughs> okay, if we're simultaneously living all the lifetimes, you make one teeny tiny change here, it's going to affect all the other lifetimes because the change has now affected everything. And we, of course, we, we know if we listen to Star Trek and we listen to those, uh, um, uh, we listen to Mr. Spock who said, or Dr. Spock, I guess it was Mr. Spock who said, you don't have to have any, any interaction with your, yourself or your relatives because then you're going to have the great continuum it's going to blow up or explode or something i'm being silly now but the point being is that it makes sense from this doctor telling me that he was able to change one thing in one lifetime that affected everything to the point that to say that yeah can time travel happen who might say it can't and if it does perhaps we have to be very careful it's interesting because he proves the theory is correct. It's called temporal paradox, where if you were to theoretically go get into a time machine, go back into the past and maybe throw a monkey wrench in, you would theoretically then change the future. And he's just proven that to be correct. Uh, very interesting. Well, thank you again, Doug, for another great podcast. Uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider giving us a four or five star rating. And don't miss out and subscribe today. And please let all your friends know about The Wake Up. Thank you very much for listening to Wake Up. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. And we'd greatly appreciate your review of our show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to let others know about the great content we're producing. For more about Dr. Douglas's self-development classes, books, and other related products, please visit his website, douglasjamescartrell.com. Until next time, we wish you all of God's blessings, health, wealth, and peace of mind.